We spend a lot of time here talking about question marks, negatives, how do you answer this, but what are the strongest areas for the Florida Gators in 2023? We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon, written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, and NFL 33. And we're talking about the strengths of the Florida Gators 2023 roster right now because Yesterday, we talked about what are the biggest question marks a couple weeks ago is what are the biggest team needs at this point? We've spoken a lot about where this team needs to improve, but where is this team already pretty good at? And I'm going to start with what is, I think, unanimously the strongest part of this uh, roster, running back room, because you've got, I truly believe this, you've got the best running back duo in the country maybe not the best running back room because there's some teams that consistently rotate in three running backs and they're all pretty good sure but i think you've got the best running back duo in the country in montreal johnson and trevor Etienne. trevor Etienne and montreal johnson i don't care the order that you put it in they're both incredibly talented running backs i think one thing that florida has in that duo of johnson and Etienne is that it's not a, a thunder and lightning duo. Yes, Montreal Johnson is more powerful than Trevor Etienne, and Trevor Etienne is probably quicker than Montreal Johnson. But neither of them are coming down with an arm tackle. That ain't happening. Both of them are going to create explosive runs relatively consistently. And I think that's something that they present that you don't get from a lot of other running back duos. You see the thunder and lightning duos and they find success. It's hard to find two running backs who could kind of interchangeably carry the load of the offense. And they're going to do that this year. It's hard to find that. So I think when you look at the running back room in general, but mainly that duo you're looking at a, a truly elite group because again, whether it's Montreal Johnson running the ball or Trevor Etienne running the ball, you know that they've both got lightning in a bottle moments where they can just say, okay, well I'm going. And it looks like, you know, a, a little gain of six and now it's a gain of 45 and they create these huge runs out of seemingly nowhere. Yeah. The offensive line last year was pretty good run blocking, but also those running backs created so much, so many extra yards when there shouldn't have been there, whether it's through creating them after contact, whether it's through making a man miss, whether it's through finding a cutback lane and creating a run that way. This is a truly special running back duo. And that was kind of my main reason of being miffed, we'll say, that they weren't more involved in the passing attack last year. Because you could have given easy completions to Anthony Richardson that pick up 
plenty of yards. And, you know, I get it where you can look at it and say, oh, yeah, who cares if he completed that pass? It was behind the line of scrimmage. I don't care that he's getting 20 passing yards from it. That's a little confidence booster, I feel like, to know that, like, hey, I can make a little dink and dunk play and we're still going to pick up big yards potentially. And that's something where I think this running back room is going to be great at. And then you also look at bringing in Cam Carroll from Tulane, who in 2022, double injuries, didn't play. But prior to that, he was a legitimate rushing and receiving threat. And he's not coming to Florida for his, I believe, his last year of eligibility to ride the bench. Like, he's coming to Florida because he was probably told, hey, we're going to use you in the passing game. We're, we're going to have you be a legitimate pass-catching option out of the backfield because we didn't have that last year, whether it was because they didn't feel like using Montrell or Trevor Etienne that way, whether it's because they didn't feel Montrell and Trevor Etienne really fit that mold or fit that skill set, whatever it might be, I think bringing in Cam Carroll kind of shows you we want to get the running backs involved in the passing game. Cam Carroll can step right in and do that. He could play a little bit of slot. He can play out of the actual backfield, and he can be involved. So I think that the running back room now with Cam Carroll just got so much more talented and so much so much deeper, we'll say, where now you could have you sure we'll we'll call Montreal Johnson the Thunder, even though again, they're pretty interchangeable. But you have the Thunder, the Lightning, and then the versatile pass catcher out of the backfield, where that instantly makes your running back room that much stronger. And I feel like also bringing in Cam Carroll shows, hey, we're gonna run the ball kind of a lot in 2023. And that's why we need a third back. Because again, best running back duo in the country. But if one of those guys gets hurt, knock on wood, whew, you're you're in for a rough one. So bringing in Cam Carroll is a fantastic addition to an already incredibly talented running back room where it's pretty clear to me, and I think everybody agrees, this is the best running back room, or this is the best position group on the roster. There's kind of not even a close second. There's, there's really not. Because now you've got the best running back duo in the country. I, I'm i willing to go as far as saying both Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne are top 12 running backs in the country. So adding in just that elite talent there, and then going, hey, incredibly versatile playmaker. Come on, you're going to be joining this room too. Running back room is just that much stronger. So for me, easily strongest position group on the team and biggest strength of the team. Running back room, duh, makes sense. But we're about to talk about a incredibly strong position now on the defensive side of the ball. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. And March Madness is here, okay? Okay, March Madness technically is a couple days away. But March Madness is here. Make yourself some money. New customers get a no-sweat first bet with FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook, up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. They've been giving out 25% college basketball profit boost. They gave, I just before recording, I checked at a 50% NHL profit boost, which is huge. Uh, if you're listening to this, obviously, on Tuesday when this comes out, if the Maple Leafs win, which the game is going to start very shortly, if the Maple Leafs win, I make money. If I don't, I'm very upset. I'm going to let you know that now. Don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Talking about the defensive side of the ball, what's what's the strongest position on the defensive side of the ball? It ain't corner because, I mean, you got Jason Marshall, who I believe is pretty good. Then you got Jaden Hill, who I am not high on. And you have a bunch of unproven depth. It ain't safety because none of them are proven. It ain't linebacker because none of them are proven in the SEC. It ain't defensive interior defensive line. It's Jack. It's specifically the Jack linebacker. And I understand that this is a position where even a week ago, a lot of us were talking about, oof, Gators need to add someone at Jack. Well, they added someone at Jack internally, which is a huge add because they added Princely Umanmi Ellen to the Jack linebacker spot. That's who they added. The guy who was the best pass rusher on the team last year, that's who they have starting at the pass rushing linebacker spot. Like this is not something where we look at this and we go, oh, okay, sure. They, they, they put someone in there. They change positions. No, they took the guy that was already the best pass rusher on the team. And they put him at the position that you're supposed to put your best pass rusher. They put Prince Uman Mielin, who, by the way, led the Gators in, in pressures with 27 and led the Gators in sacks with six sacks, but he led the Gators with 27 pressures while having second place was Javon Dexter, who had 25 pressures. Princely Amon Mellon played 106 less pass rushing snaps than Javon Dexter. That is incredibly productive. Burton Cox Jr. played 60 less snaps than uh, Princely Amon Mellon, but Princely Amon Mellon had a better pressure rate than Brenton Cox Jr. So, yeah, he's pretty freaking good at rushing the passer. He's also pretty good at run defense, which is one of my favorite things about him because going into 2022, I was like, hey, he's a good run defender. If he could take the next step as a pass rusher, boom. And I've said this multiple times before. I had NFL scouts and media tell me 33 is the best player on that defense in 2022. I don't care how you feel about it. I don't care how I feel about it. People who get paid a hell of a lot more than we do to do this are telling me Prince Lyuman Mielin is the best player on that defense last year or was the best player on that defense last year. Is he entering the draft? To which I would say I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not an insider like that. I have no idea. He ended up not entering the draft, which is awesome. But Prince Lyuman Mielin will be back, and he is going to play Jack Linebacker, and he is excited about it. I can tell you that I, I can tell you he's excited about it because every edge defender would be excited to play Jack, like, like Jack linebacker, edge rusher, whatever you want to call it. That stand up edge rusher is one of the best positions you can play as a pass rusher because you get to just pin your ears back and go like, that's your job to generate pressure. Also last season, we saw Brenton Cox Jr. and Antoine Power Island mainly be the Jack linebackers for the Florida Gators. And it's important to talk about how last season, uh, Brenton Cox Jr. dropped back into coverage on 7% of his snaps. Antoine Power Island did it on 15% of his snaps. So balances out to be about 11% because neither of them were exactly. Actually, Antoine Power Island was exactly 15%. Princely dropped back 10% of his snaps. I'd expect that number to be more Brenton Cox-esque. 
6.7% is exactly what Brenton Cox Jr. rushed the passer. So I would expect Prince Liam Amelian to be around there because Austin Armstrong drops the jack into coverage less often than Patrick Tony does. So Austin Armstrong is going to let this defense just be aggressive as hell and rush the passer, and Prince Liam Yellen is going to get to do that. But that's not it's not just like, oh, Prince Lee's at Jack now. It's a great position. No, you know what is great? That behind him is Antoine Powell Ryland. Behind him is the guy that I don't know about you guys. I was comfortable going into 2023 saying, oh, Antoine Powell Ryland Jr. is going to be the starting Jack linebacker for 2023. I'm okay with that. Like, I have no issues with that. It's not the case. But instead, the guy that I was comfortable with as the starting Jack is now going to be the backup Jack. That is a, I don't want to say privilege. I feel like privilege is a weird way to put it. But that is a benefit that a lot of teams don't get of having two starter quality players at that Jack linebacker spot. You've got Prince Liam Amielin replacing Brenton Cox Jr. And you've got Antoine Powell Ryland replacing Antoine Powell Ryland plus Lloyd Summerall. And Lloyd Summerall is obviously with USF now. So a lot of snaps are gone from that Jack linebacker spot. They're being replaced by Prince Liam Amielin and Antoine Powell Ryland. And I wouldn't be shocked to still see Princely kind of move over to that defensive end with the hand in the dirt as a way to get Princely Umami Allen on one side, Antoine Powell Ryland on the other, and say, hey, quarterback, good luck. You're going to die. Like, like that's, that's the kind of approach you take. And Coach Vass has that, uh, that awesome saying that I love Coach Vass, if you don't know, is you look him up on Twitter. He's a fantastic scheme guy. Um, but he is the one that, he has a shirt and says the quarterback can't see with tears in his eyes. Austin Armstrong, by the way, they know each other. So I'll say that. So they, uh, I, I know that Austin Armstrong kind of subscribes to that mentality, but Prince Liam on and Antoine Power Island under Austin Armstrong, they get to be aggressive as hell. They do. They get to just pin their ears back and run. And for Prince Lee, as good as he is and Antoine Power Island, as good as he is, that's an awesome combination. So Jack, is below running back in terms of how strong the position is or what the strength of the team is. Cause this is not the strongest position. This is a strength. And that's that we're going to flip back to the offensive side of the ball for the last segment. But first a quick word from our sponsors to wrap up today's show. We're talking about Ricky Pearsall slick. Rick um, is just incredibly talented. I will say before we talk about that, Thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, comment, review, join the Lockdown Gators Discord. The link is in the description below. But Ricky Pearsall is the guy that we're going to talk about here because he is truly a strength. And I, I, I will say this because last season, he was not as productive as he should have been. That's obviously not his fault. I think most of us can agree. A lot of receivers could have been more productive, whether or not you think they're good. Could have been more productive, but Ricky Pearsall, of course, had the most targets most uh, second most catches sorry Xavier Henderson had the most catches by two um but again that average depth of target was ridiculously shorter for Xavier Henderson Ricky Pearsall's average depth of target 17 yards downfield Xavier Henderson's 8.8 that's because a lot of it was behind the line of scrimmage Ricky Pearsall uh, also had the most yards on the team with just under 700 had five receiving touchdowns he had a freaky good year like he did. He had a great year. Uh, one drop, a passer rate. When Ricky Pearsall was targeted, Anthony Richardson had a passer rating of 118.5. That is incredible. Like that is a phenomenal passer rating. Uh, so 
there's that Ricky Pearsall, 2.41 yards per route run, which is fourth on the team. It, it was just awesome to see Ricky Pearsall light it up. He should have been more productive if Anthony Richardson could find him more consistently. He would have been. And I will say, after the 2022 season, going into the 2023 season, we saw Gators fans talking about the possibility of if Ricky Pearsall will come back to Gainesville because he is NFL draft eligible. And it was a legitimate big question about whether or not he'll come back. Part of that big question was, will I be involved more in the passing game? That was one thing for Ricky Pearsall where he needs to show off more in his eyes to the NFL. Personally, I think that I don't think he should have gone to the NFL draft, but I know that there were Gators fans who were just like, he's going to be a sixth round pick. Look at his production. No, because NFL teams are going to look at your tape and Ricky Pearsall's tape is pretty damn good. He probably would have been a third or fourth round pick, not sixth or seventh. So Ricky Pearsall could have gone to the NFL. Instead, he's coming back. He's trying to show off more versatility and his versatility is impressive because his versatility isn't just, I could play, you know, outside and inside. I can do that. No, his versatility is that he can genuinely run a full route tree. Like he is such a smooth, fluid route runner that I think a lot of Gators fans don't appreciate that in terms of, you know, because you're going to look at his numbers and you're going to say, oh, yeah, 34 catches isn't super impressive. First off, when you consider what was happening in the quarterback room, it's pretty impressive. Uh, but the almost 20 yards per catch, five touchdowns, which led the team, by the way, high, second place for touchdowns was multiple people tied with two. Ricky Pearsall lit it up. And he also did it, by the way, being banged up at the start of the year, being banged up at certain points through the year. And he showed up when the team needed him. Like, look at the Florida State game. Him and AR were bang. Like, they, they were perfect together in that game. But Ricky Pearsall's versatility as a smooth route runner can run a full route tree. He actually helps the offense just by his presence being there because he can run the full route tree from multiple alignments on the field. And it allows Billy Napier to get, I don't want to say more creative, but it allows Billy Napier to put on different vari- or different uh, combinations of receivers on the field. It allows Billy Napier to put Ricky Pearsall in different routes where you usually don't see that. You can run whip routes. You can run whatever you want to call any route. You can run that with Ricky Pearsall. Also, for 2023, I'm expecting Ricky Pearsall to be more involved in that wide receiver screen swing game that we haven't really seen from him. Last season, he had three targets behind the line of scrimmage. Three catches, three targets behind the line of scrimmage on 59 targets. Xavier Henderson had 50 targets. He had three targets behind the line of scrimmage outside of the numbers to the left. He had six targets behind the line of scrimmage outside of the numbers to the right. He had 13 targets between the numbers. 44% of Xavier Henderson's targets came behind the line of scrimmage. Ricky Pearsall shouldn't have 44% of his targets behind the line of scrimmage, but he should have higher than 5.1% because he's dynamic as hell. And also, I'm not even the type to say you have to get him the ball behind the line of scrimmage. I'm the type that's saying, if you're going to give a singular player 22 targets behind the line of scrimmage, it should not be Xavier Henderson. It should be Ricky Pearsall. That's my point. 
that should be Ricky Pearsall's role. It should not be Xavier Henderson's role, and I have nothing but love for Xavier Henderson, but it should not be him. If you're going to run jet sweeps, it should go to Ricky Pearsall. If you're going to run wide receiver reverses, it should be to Ricky Pearsall. If you're going to run those wide receiver swings, it should be to Ricky Pearsall. If you're going to run wide receiver screens, Ricky Pearsall. That, that's who it should be. You can talk me into a lot of other guys. Shouldn't be Xavier Henderson. You can talk me into Aiden Mizell, Eugene Wilson III, Andy Jean, any of these guys that are thought of as quicker guys. Sure. Ricky Pearsall, though, is a dynamic playmaker with the ball in his hands. You put the ball in the hands of your best playmakers. That's what you're supposed to do. And Ricky Pearsall is also the best route runner on the team. He's a huge strength that this, I think, a good chunk of this fan base doesn't truly appreciate because he wasn't super productive, but this year should be a lot better for him, especially working over the middle of the field on those mills. Going to be awesome. Thanks for bringing Locked Nugget. It's your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football for Locked On Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants country and NFL 33. And I'll see you all. Hopefully if you want to come back tomorrow.